Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're joining us now from Rugby News Magazine. It is Campbell Burns, the editor. G'day, Campbell. How are you, mate? Very good afternoon to you, gents. Mate, uh, great magazine, got to say. Uh, the uh, preview Thanks, issue, uh, I it landed in my letterbox uh, probably about uh, four or five days ago. I've uh, been busy with my highlighter, highlighting things. Um, I don't know if any of it makes sense, but we'll, we'll, we're about to find out, mate. Uh, no, fantastic job, uh, great detailed preview of the of all the squads uh, from a New Zealand point of view. Um, I think we should, let's do it alphabetically, shall we? Let's start with the Blues. Um, and anyway. looking at this team... And who they've lost. I don't know about you, uh, Campbell, uh, Marshy, but it feels like they're a bit light in the engine room again. Uh, they've lost Josh Goodhue. They've lost Luke Romano. They've lost Carl uh, Tui Inukuafi. Uh, they've brought in Patrick Tupolotu back from Japan. But their locks are Tom Robinson, who me is a, for me is a six, Tane Plumtree, who for me is a six, and then uh, Patrick Tupolotu, Sam Darry, and James Tucker. Feels like might be a bit light in the engine room, Marshy. Yeah, look, there's no doubt that they built a good foundation last year, Ricardo, around that type five. And you'd have to say a guy like Luke Romano was instrumental in the fact that he, he got a, a, a bit more edge out of that type five, um, you know, just with his experience and the way he played the game. Think about that game. They they beat the Crusaders on their home patch and Romano just had that grit and that look in his eye uh, on the day. So when you, when you lose that, that leadership, you know, uh, Patrick Tuipilotu um, has captained the Blues before, but he's a different style of player in the way that he plays the game and gets others to follow. So he, I think Romano's a huge loss. Um, there's no doubt about the fact that, you know, when you when you think about the the rest of the play, the the rest of the guys that they've got coming into that type five, like the Sam Darries, but they are progressive. They're a work in progress, you know, and and equally. I think Campbell, when you when you break it down and think about Tom Robinson where he's best suited, you've got to scratch your head and think, well, maybe that's not at lock; it's in the loose forward. So, how do we fill that hole? Yeah, yeah, that's right, Marshy. Look, I, I mean, I was a bit surprised. I did speak to Leon McDonald last month, and I said, well, where's Tom Robinson going to fit? Because all things being equal, you've got a loose forward trio of Hoskins, so Tutu, uh, Dalton Papali, Papali, and um, Akira Iwani. So. Tom Robinson, who's been uh, great for the Blues at six, but can play lock, we know. Um, Leon sort of indicated he was he is going to be fronting more at lock, um, which did surprise me to a certain extent. But when you consider they've also lost uh, Josh Goodhue as well, who was a good performer for them. They probably want a bit more experience in there um, beside Tui Pelotu. I think Robinson can still do a good job at lock. Uh, whether he's most effective remains to be seen. Uh, James Tucker's a good player. Tane Plumtree's apparently training the house down is he more of a six lock? Uh, they've got a lot of versatility there, and I think they've got about seven players who can play lock and probably seven who can play blindside. So they do have options, but it is a question of whether is that the the best mix because we know Tui Pelotu will not be subject to all-back stand-down, so he could play potentially all the games um, there. And, you know, Robinson, he's gone close to the all-backs as a six lock uh, and, and got injured at the wrong time. So it'll be interesting to see 
you know, whether he, he gets through the full season and plays uh, and starts, starts to dominate in that second row. Yeah, I mean, that is, is, it's about balance, right? And I look at the loose forwards and I think, man, the loose forwards look great. You know, Hoskins, Satutu, Akira, Yuani, you've mentioned um, those guys. Uh, you've also got Dalton Papali'i there, Adrian Choate, Anton Segna is an option. Uh, they've brought in Rob Rush from Northland as well and Cameron Suafire from North Harbour. So the loose forwards look really, really good. I guess it's just about options because probably if you look across New Zealand rugby, these super squads, we've lost a lot of locks to Japan. Yeah, we have. Um, look, yeah, look, look, uh, 100%. And I, I did wonder whether um, McDonald uh, may have asked uh, Luke Romano to play one more season um, into his 37th year, but he, he played really well for them last year. He obviously hasn't gone to Japan, but we are seeing a bit of uh, musical chairs with some of the locks, and of course at the Chiefs, and we'll come to them soon. They've got three All Blacks locks, but they've signed Manaki Selby Rickett. So they've, they've got six locks uh, on their roster, which seems uh, at least one too many, and Perhaps one, one too few loose forwards. So some of the mixes um, and how they um, rotate their players through this All Black stand down period is going to be interesting because there will be injuries and you know and, and, and many variables around this. But there is a lot of players out there who can play uh, lock and six. Cam, I'd like to get your thoughts on the Blues and where you feel uh, that they need to really fire this season to go that one step further and, and win a final. Like, in my mind, and I don't want to put uh, this, this certain these certain players or positions into your mindset because I, I want you to answer where you think they need to be good, but it, it massively sticks out to me as the midfield. Um, you know, they've got they've got some firepower there, but I don't know whether or not they got the change out of Roger last year. Um, Rico was very good, but he was a one-man band. It, no doubt they've got a really good back three in Pira Feta was a real revelation that fullback. But, you know, do you see if that, that two of us are shit, Rico Ioane um, midfield combo doesn't fire, they've got the ability to still fire in the centres with the, the players that are left? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a hard one because I think um, it's, it's funny all this talk about two of us are shit perhaps playing on the wing. And I'm thinking, well, who's then going to play 12 for the Blues? Because he played pretty well for the Blues in his first season last year at 12. They've invested all this time in him as a second five um, you know I, I think he's got to play there for the Blues the All Blacks are obviously a completely different kettle of fish but that combination him and Rico Iwani um, wasn't a bad combo and if they can get their attacking flow going I think that's the way it will go but there isn't that much in behind um, Bryce Heem's now 34 a good footballer that he is um, he's probably more of a centre wing Corey Evans is still young uh, Taniele Talia's had his injury Worries, so that, that that could be an Achilles heel if there's injuries there, um, and if Rico mm. goes down there in real trouble. But Tuivasa-Shek, I think, has to be seen as a as a twelve for the Blues uh, because talk of him on the wing. Well, where's he going to play on the wing? Uh, they've got two All Black wingers, Mark Talia and Caleb Clark. So really, for this Blues team, uh, Tuivasa-Shek has to be twelve. He's got to be um, thinking in with Bowden Barrett and Yuani. I tell you, if there's one bloke in that Blues team that's uh, fired up for this season, is a guy I thought was incredibly unlucky not to get rep football last year, and that's Kurt Eklund. Yeah, look, 100%. Um, probably close to the, the best hooker in the country, probably until that final, um, where he, he certainly wasn't alone and not performing in that final. But uh, Eklund, he's probably the last three years, he's been great value for the Blues. He'll be their number one hooker uh, with Bikena and uh, Richie Telly in behind. But yeah, he's a guy who very unlucky to miss that All Blacks 15. He 
he must be in the top five hookers in the country. Um, and uh, well, that probably depends on where <laughs> where and how uh, Dane Coles is going. But um, Eklund played well all through that period of 15 straight Blues wins. So if he can have another good campaign under his belt and and perhaps if he gets to the final and performs there, that will help his cause. But he's a very good footballer, quite dynamic. He's not huge, but um, just carries hard um, and just gives gives 100 every time. And I think he's pretty accurate at his, his set-piece uh, area as well. It's probably, it is a very good segue, I guess, for us to transition into the Chiefs. Campbell, um, Samasone Dokiaho last season was an absolute, absolute sensation, not only for the Chiefs, but equally for the All Blacks. When you look at that type five that the Chiefs are going to throw out, uh, it's pretty impressive. Josh Lord um, hopefully getting back to where he was prior to his injury. Uh, Retallick's in there. Um, they've got a very good engine room. You would imagine that Clayton McMillan um, will really rely on that, uh, not only from set piece, but they look really mobile around the park too. What, what have you made of the Chiefs squad and where their strengths and weaknesses may lie? Oh, it's a very good uh, Chiefs squad. Um, very capable of making the semis again, I think, at least. Um, that four-pack is strong. I do have question marks on the loose forwards, whether they've chosen enough Lucy's, because uh, that's a position of high um, attrition. Um, they've only got six Lucy's. Uh, normally, you'd run with seven, but they've gone for an extra lock. Um, so how, if they're all fit, how do you fit them all in? Um, you know, where does Naitoa Akoi go? Where does Tupo Vai go? Um, we know Brody will be there for some of it. Um, and then in, in the props, though, um, you know, you've got Atu Molly coming back. He's been injured for so long, but we know when he's on form, he's a, he's a strong performer. Um, John Ryan's come in from Ireland to shore up the scrummaging and replace of Angus Tauval. Um, I, I'm not sure what he's like with his mobility, but the Chiefs will be playing their run-and-gun game, so I'm sure he's been working mm. on that fitness. Um, and the loose head prop, you've got Aidan Ross, who was a very good performer for them last year, made the All Blacks, Ollie, Ross in behind, uh, Ollie Norris uh, sorry, in behind, and Taukiaho at hooker. So no problems really um, with what they've got um, in the forward pack, and their main signing in the, in the backs, uh, and he could be the, the difference maker, is Damien McKenzie. And I think he's going to um, suit up at, at 15. Uh, if, you, if you look at Bryn Gatlin and Josh Iwani, perhaps as the starting 10. Mm, it's an interesting one, that, isn't it? That, that, uh, Damien McKenzie's been named at 15, given uh, that we know that Bowden Barrett and uh, Richie Moanga are both doing one after, after the World Cup. And uh, people are looking at Damien McKenzie and thinking, is he going to be the answer for 2024? But we seem to be losing a lot of... Uh, a lot of talent offshore at a younger age. I mean, the fact that Caleb Trask has gone to Japan now um, at, at this time is interesting for me as well because I thought, you know, he had a, a very good season last year and uh, would have been interesting to see him, you know, this year uh, develop further and then maybe be in a position to be an outside chance as, as an all-black first five, Justin. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the exodus is only going to get worse um, as the year progresses because of, you know, the, the culminate, culmination of players, the age that they are, and then equally a Rugby World Cup where there tends to be a lot of profile and, and players sort of look to set themselves up probably for that sort of twilight part of their career. So the concerning part of it is exactly what you, you, you alluded to, Ricardo, is that, you know, those players you kind of expect that they will announce mm. in a World Cup year that they'll be moving on. Uh, gradually that'll come out. But when young players are leaving our shores, like when you think of Caleb Trust, you know, you equally think about the fact that we're not likely to probably, well, definitely not having Richie Moonga, uh, 
Bowden Barrett's not getting any younger. He'll be sort of mid-30s uh, come the end of Rugby World Cup going into next year. You know, who's our next All Black first five? Um, you know, you'd think some of these younger players would be wanting to stay in New Zealand and, and show uh, their, their prowess to step into that void. So it is a bit of a worry, but I guess that's just the way that the game um, is tra transpiring at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, really, some really big years, um, some big players. I'm not quite sure, Campbell, you might know more than me about the state of, uh, of Quintupaya. Um, I think a, a massive season for him. Obviously, uh, he was making great, great inroads and, until he had that unfortunate incident um, in Melbourne. And, you know, there, there is still a lot of conjecture about that 12 jersey for the All Blacks. So it could be a big season for him to really make a statement. Yeah, look, I haven't heard the latest on his fitness. Um, I couldn't imagine he'll be involved until about April, May at best. But uh, I, mm. I haven't heard the latest reports out of the Chiefs. But I do... Um, if you remove him from the equation, say, for next weekend in Christchurch for the opener, you look at Alex Nankerville at 12, Anton Leonard-Brown at 13. You've got Ramaka Poi-Hippi uh, coming off a very good NPC who can play 12 there as well. Gideon Rampling's in behind. But Tupaya, um, you know, it's, it's a funny thing. I, I, I always thought he was a centre a few years ago, and then he moved into 12, very direct, played pretty well for the All Blacks. Um, but that, that number 12 position is now very congested given they decided to move a, a, a fullback uh, into the number 12 and Geordie Barrett, and he's, uh, he's taken, taken up the cudgels there. So, you know, there's a lot of competition for him and he may just run out of runway to make a big impression uh, for the Chiefs uh, late and then to get into the All Blacks for July. Well, that's another one, isn't it? Alex Dankerville, 26, going off to Ireland um, at the end of the Super Rugby season. And uh, probably last Super Rugby season was the form uh, midfield back, I think, throughout the season. So uh, that's another one who could be a bit of a miss going come Rugby World Cup time. Uh, let's have a look at the Canes. Then you brought them up. Uh, the fact that, um, you know, it's been, been said that Geordie Barrett is going to be playing 12, can fill in at fullback. Um, if that's what they see. Uh, they've got Aidan Morgan, Brett Cameron there as first five. Also, Ruben Love. I mean, what is it with all our, uh, you know, the next tier of first fives? Um, Stephen Petafetta, Damien McKenzie, Ruben Love, they're all listed as as fullbacks, Justin. Yeah, no, isn't it ironic that they are very good at their craft in, in the 10 jersey, but somehow have to find themselves slotting in at fullback to try and fit the dynamic of the team. Uh, you know, you, you know, Ricardo, having spent a year putting up with me, that I'm an, an absolute advocate for players playing their best position and, and being in the jersey where they, they, they best perform. And, and if they can't make that jersey, uh, the, the rest of the team shouldn't suffer and a player shouldn't be out of position simply because they're trying to find a spot for a guy that can't command that start. So... I'm very much an advocate for that. I almost went, woohoo when you said uh, Geordie Barrett was going to be starting at 12 um, and then possibly play fullback when he's needed because I think you also are aware, having the conversations we had last year, uh, that I was very much uh, a, 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 an advocate of him playing 12. I think it's just a perfect position for him. I think he narrows our width at fullback. Um, he, he just plays fullback like he wants to carry as a 12. So putting him in that jersey just made sense to me. And I'm glad that he found some real momentum in it. What were your thoughts around um, his positional switch and his input at 12, Campbell? Oh, yeah, look, it was, um, it was, it was great that he, he made the switch and performed so well for the All Blacks. And he played enough there for the Hurricanes to suggest um, 
that he can do that at Super Rugby. I mean, he's played in virtually every position except halfback for the, the Hurricanes. He's probably been consistently their best back since he debuted six years ago. Um, and interestingly, the Hurricanes named him in their squad as, as an outside back, but they're going to be definitely playing him in the midfield. Um, and mm. uh, what that will mean for the, uh, for the dynamics of the other selection, so Ruben Love, who wants to play 10 and is a very good all-round footballer, I think we'll be looking at, you'll be looking at 15 for him. Um, and he's a player who probably needs to improve his goal-kicking, one or two other aspects to really play well at 10. He, he can, of course, play 10 for the Hurricanes, but I think he'll play 15. Uh, Josh Morby uh, is another option there. Uh, had a great season last year, nine tries, um, but can play on the wing as well. Aidan Morgan, I think, is probably the best pure 10 at the Hurricanes at the moment, and if he can get his goal-kicking sorted. But bear in mind, Geordie will take most of the kicks off the tee, so that may not be an issue. So I think Morgan would be your favourite 10, Geordie Barrett at 12, Love at 15, and uh, you can build the rest of the players like Julian Savia and Celestia Riasi um, around that. That's a fair That's a fair point. They actually lost a lot of experience looking at this uh, Kane squad in terms of the outs. Lenny Appasai, Alex Fidau, Blake Gibson, Wes Hurson, uh, ben May, Scott Scrafton have, have, have all moved on, uh, Justin. And TJ Perinara is pretty much done for the season already because of that Achilles uh, at the end of last season. So he probably won't play much. Um, they are very much down on experience, this Kane set team. Yeah, they are. Um, I believe TJ is making very good progress, though. So he's ahead of where he should be. Um, I've been through that, been through that myself. And uh, if you're smart and you're motivated and you treat the injury with respect, but also push it a little bit, you can get back a lot quicker than uh, you know uh, what the expectation levels are for an Achilles, which is around that six-month period, um, if not longer. So. It's good to hear that he is progressing well. Uh, he will leave uh, a hole, though, until he does come back, if he comes back, because I think we all know that the, the biggest problem that the Hurricanes have is they have a stack full of talent, um, but they tend to be a team that drifts, and, and they really need that hard-nosed player in there with all the experience. When you named off that back line and those names to me, Campbell, I thought to myself, OK, well, where's the leadership and all of that? You know, like Julian Savia, yes, experienced player but he's not he's not known as a leader and a, and and a, a communicator you know you, you mentioned the young players that could all slot in at fullback and first five but again they're very very green you know and that's where mm. I think that that TJ Perinata um, was really vital for them so you, you kind of then go shit how, how much responsibility and how much more is Artie poor old Artie Savia going to have to do this season because we certainly do not want that bloke <laughs> tired Come uh, August this no. year. Yeah. Before we move on no, to the. No, well, yeah, exactly. Yes, sorry, uh, Camel. Just uh, before we move on to the Crusaders, Justin, if, if you're just Jason Holland, having seen a lot of football last year, who's your starting halfback for the first game then? Jamie Booth or Cam Roygaard? Yeah, well, look, obviously, Cam Roygaard got a great opportunity uh, in November, uh, which he thoroughly deserved after an outstanding uh, campaign for counties. And, and you've, you've got to, at some stage, put a stake in the ground and say, well, we, we've, we've got to, uh, with Fakatava obviously injured, we've got to also look at what's beyond Aaron Smith and TJ Pirinata, who are all who are both in their mid-30s. So I certainly think that that was a good step towards uh, looking at the future. Um, but you've also got to think about what I just said with, with filling a void, um, orchestrating a game plan, making sure that a talented backline and team uh, playing in the right areas of the field. And I just wonder whether or not 
Cam Roygaard has got that experience yet. So I, I think I'll be starting with Booth, to be perfectly honest. He's a very good player. He's still got a threat. He's got a good running game, good passing game, but he's experienced as well. Um, and then try and get a balance from there uh, and create a competitive environment. Uh, just quickly onto the Crusaders then, and, and maybe halfbacks and other players we can st- uh, look at there because you know Bryn Gatlin has gone from there, and so is uh, T Toiroa Tuhuriorangi uh, down to the Highlanders. So you've got Mitch Drummond in there, you've got Willie Hines coming back at the age of what, 57 or something, and uh, then Noah Hoffman <laughs> uh, from Tasman, who's a, who's a youngster. Um, uh, the, it's an interesting looking Crusaders uh, side uh, or squad, isn't it, um, Campbell? It is, and it's very strong once again. Um, you've got former All Blacks, you've got current All Blacks, and you've got future All Blacks, uh, as is often the case with the with the Crusaders. That halfback area is interesting because Mitch Drummond's just been a consistent performer for so long, and he probably was happy to see that uh, Bryn Hall had gone. He might get more starting time at nine, but then Noah <laughs> Hotham, uh, you know, hot to trot, uh, ends at under 20s. Great season for Tasman has come. He's got a, a superb running game. Uh, Willie Hines brings all his... Um, Heady experience, um, 57 caps for the Crusaders, 19 England caps, and he's uh, come off a good NPC with, with Canterbury as well. So there's all that competition right there and three halfbacks, and it's not always necessarily apparent who will definitely get that uh, starting berth. So that's another example of that competition within the Crusaders, which makes them so strong. I also feel, Campbell, that th- there's a little bit of probably, I don't know, end-of-year hangover, but big volume from last year with the likes of uh, Whitelock, um, you know, uh, Cody Taylor had a bit of a funny old season. Um, and, you know, then there was the, the I guess, the, the sort of George Bowers sort of situation where he got an opportunity and then sort of sort of faded a little bit. So I thought, well, where's their enthusiasm going to come from? But when you boil it down, they've got to be really pleased with the fact they're going to get Ethan Blackadder back into the mix. Uh, they got, they got um, Goodhue back as well. Uh, and obviously, they're going to have massive competition for places uh, throughout, as per usual. Fire Nuku, an outstanding year last year, but then he sort of drifted away uh, from All Black um, selection, didn't he? So, you know, probably some challenges ahead for Scott Robertson to keep players fresh, motivated, and on the park And what is a big year. Yep, yep, look, um, 100%. And it's going to be interesting with that outside-back mix because of Will Jordan's out with this... Um with this uh, issue he's got, um, with I think it's um, uh, vertigo or inner ear um, issues. If he's out for a few weeks, does that mean they put David Harvey back at fullback? They'll have Goodhue and yeah. Enor in the midfield. Do you move um, Shea Fihaki or Milani Nanai back to fullback? Um, you've got plenty of cover on the wings, um, so that, that won't be an issue. But, I mean, Will Jordan, who we know is a fullback for the Crusaders, uh, with him out, that just um, alters the balance slightly of what they do uh, in, in, including in their midfield as well. So Jack Goodhue feeling his way back from, from injury. Um, very good football, we know, low error rate, but a different sort of player to Harvili, who has a, more of a kicking game. So how he combines back with Braden Enor will be uh, will be interesting for them. And Campbell, uh, we've got to get to the Highlanders. And uh, for me, the really interesting part of the Highlanders squad this season is going to be the locks. Uh, you've already mentioned they lost Benaki Selby Rickett to the Chiefs, which is a big loss. Uh, party, party, Parkinson. I think it's a year that he really needs to step up with a couple of young locks in Max Hicks and Fabian Holland really pushing him. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think probably uh, Josh Dixon and Parkinson will be the starting locks uh, for next week, given Fabian Holland's got a bit of an injury and may, may be out for a few weeks. Uh, 
Max Hicks, uh, who can also play six, is the young comer from Tasman. Did pretty well last year. Uh, he looks like a likely sort of character. Will Tucker's in behind that. Um, I, I don't have any real problems with that. Highlanders Ford pack, uh, very good loose Ford trio, solid in, uh, in the front row. So I, I think they'll command respect in the Fords, and it will just be a matter of what happens outside halfback for them. Yeah, and th- and that's the interesting thing is we're right outside halfback. I mean, last season, uh, you know, Mitch Hunt had b- by his uh, standards had an absolutely train wreck of a season. Uh, Marty Banks is still going uh, somehow at whatever age he is now as well. Uh, And they didn't really have many other options. In fact, Sam Gilbert ended up playing a bit in there. Um, Now this season, you've got Cam Miller, Freddie Burns out of England, Mitch Hunt and Marty Banks still there. And and Sam Gilbert and Viliami Karoy have also been listed as 10s before. So they've gone having no 10s to having (laughs) 6. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy going from that... um you know, uh, from that dearth of uh, of talent to, to all these riches. But who, who plays? I mean, if Mitch Hunt is fit, is he the man? Um, I think realistically, Marty Banks was probably lucky to get a, a contract there, much as we, uh, we've we loved watching him play over the years. Um, Cam Miller's the young uh, a young player full of potential, uh, can goal kick as well. Freddie Burns, um, I'm, you know, it's quite funny how these guys have been released in a mid-season uh, over in the UK after he did well with... Uh, Leicester last year. I mean, he's, he's a good footballer, but is he going to start ahead of Mitch Hunt? Uh, that's the question. Um, I think Sam Gilbert's probably ensconced in the outside backs, and uh, Villamoni Karoy, the mercurial Villamoni Karoy, can play fullback or wing as well. So, you know, um, it's how they sort of mix in and what they do in midfield, where Thomas Umunga Jensen is just crying out for a full season with no injury. Yeah. Um, Josh Temu was one of the best centres in the NPC. Will he play 13? Um, can Jonah Lowe? reproduces NPC form at, at super level. So these are all the questions. Uh, but the Highlanders have had so many, uh, so much bad luck with injuries in their outside backs. Uh, they must be due a break for this season for new head coach um, Clark Dermody. Yeah, you'd think so. Martin uh, but, uh, uh, Bigardo, uh, the Argentinian who's been playing in, was it in France, I think, uh, is an interesting option too. I mean, he can play fullback, play wing. I think he's even played a, a bit of centre. So they do have some more options this season. Yeah, that's right. Um, interesting that they've gone for a couple of uh, outsiders. I mean, they are, are entitled to have two foreign players, and they've uh, used them both up in the backs there. Um, and then, of course, uh, someone like Connor Garden Bashup, who's had his, uh, an unbelievable run of injuries, and yet when we see him, we see glimpses of brilliance from him. Uh, Jonah Nareki, um, long-term injured, coming back, um, and you know he's got real X factor. So if he can stay fit, get the ball in his hands. Maybe we'll see them um, see, see the Highlanders do something. Great news about Folau Fakataba though that he's um, come back much earlier than expected, uh, having shunned surgery. Um, he's rehabbing himself, and he's it's obviously great because Aaron Smith uh, would have been looking at playing really big minutes.